we fightin', let the world know Don't tell the group chat to let your girls know They be happy to see you down They be happy to see you down And my heart cold, but you heat it up Get you to the crib, nigga, beat it up Real power couple when they can't compete with us Can't no one fuck this up, cause it's too deep with us But I love you That's why I'm into you Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 132. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. We're back to talk a little bit of NBA. Um, football season is over. Uh, so, it's NBA's time, man. Time to get some excitement from somewhere. Well, they're forcing an all-star game to try to do that. <laughs> yeah. Really foresting, by the way. So oh, forest. Real quick, I forgot to mention this, but I want to give a special congratulations to Sarah Thomas on being the first woman to officiate a Super Bowl. And, oh, wow, um, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, first woman. And oh, Moral Javadifar and Lori Locus, who were the first women to coach. And win a Super Bowl as coaches. So, uh, shout out to them. Um, I mean, that's historical, man. I never... I'm sure no one involved in the league would ever imagine that they'd have two women coaches and a woman uh, officiating the uh, Super Bowl. So, it's pretty cool. I remember uh, I noticed uh, when the 49ers were playing uh, the year before... Uh, they mentioned that they had a female coach. Yeah, she was the first female to coach in the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, obviously she didn't win. So. Hey, that, that's awesome, man. Yeah, imagine them, you know, they get the Super Bowl rings. I mean, that's, that's cool. Yeah, the success and, like, failure, I'm not really, like, stressed about. It's the fact that they're getting opportunities, which is awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Yeah, okay. Moving on. So, All-Star Game. What do you think? Good idea, bad idea? It's an awful idea. <laughs> it is an awful idea. Why? Why you say that? I just think, like, with how hard they're trying to contain COVID and doing a... Not a, not a bad job, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was a couple moments early in the year, like the Wizards got hit hard. Um, but they're they're working through it. Yeah. Uh, and I think forcing extra events that could be avoided uh, is just it's unnecessary. Yeah. I agree. The only the only problem about it is, you know, guys like how are you still gonna have all stars? How are guys gonna get recognition for having good years? Yeah. Uh, but like, again, they could figure out a way to do that without having a game for it. Right. Uh, I don't know. How How do you feel about? Well, how do you feel about the All Star Weekend as far as dunk contest, shooting contest? You think that's necessary? I mean, you think that's worth having still? I th- I think like as a basketball fan, yeah. Uh huh. I want to see it. But as a player. Uh, but as a player, I would rather I would rather them just 
you know, because they're already rushing in a lot of games. You see a lot of teams are playing back-to-backs because of the condensed season. Yeah, Uh I just think they're better off just giving the guys extra, you know, half week or week to rest. Yeah, but the the problem is, and this is what I've heard from the NBA from Woj, actually. Shout out to Woj. Is that they, the NBA really doesn't want to give them a long break because they are afraid they're going to travel. Which, they can't. I guess, you know, con- contractually they can't stop them. So they're afraid that, okay, we give them two weeks, guys are going to be in the Bahamas, in Italy someplace, the Canary Islands. They're going to be going around having a good time and really being unsafe. But we only give them, you know, four days then. And the re- and obviously it's about the big players because it's only about the guys who would actually be at All Star Weekend, right? Because like, you know, Daniel House <laughs> can go wherever he wants <laughs> during All Star Weekend because he's not going to be participating, right? Yeah, I, I just don't know, man. I, like, yeah, that's a good point, but that's something whether they have an All Star Weekend or not, it's going to be hard to control. Yeah. Uh, so I just think, like, f- with that in mind, then then you're right. Maybe they just shouldn't have a long break. They should just keep the season moving. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's for the best. Maybe that makes it easier to catch up with the season. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just... The thought of adding extra things to a schedule that's already condensed kind of stresses me out. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. It's very strange. Uh, I really don't... I mean... Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to not have one. Not have something to recognize the All-Stars. But... It's also weird because, like, different states are have different restrictions. Yeah. So, like, depending on where the All-Star game is scheduled to be, could kind of mess it up. Well, it would be all um, Atlanta. They oh, okay. already picked Atlanta. Oh, okay. So they'll have floor seats, obviously. And we know now, thanks to LeBron. <laughs> they'll have. Uh, I don't now. I don't know how much they fill Atlanta, but I mean, I haven't seen any other team with floor seats other than Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Me either, but it is interesting that they're doing it. Do you, like, what do you, what do you think the point of it is? Like the actual point, because I don't really see the money part of it, unless they have like a yeah contract thing with TNT. If like, unless they make money directly from Turner because of this. Other than that, I don't really see like they don't make that much more money, especially since they can't pack it. Yeah, it's I one don't know. night. They said the dunk contest would be at halftime of the All Star game. That's why. Oh, no, 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 no. See, see, right there, you, you start changing things, yeah. and and you consider trash. The fact that you're even considering trash ideas like that makes me very <laughs> nervous. <laughs> it should just be all. If they were gonna do it, it should just be all day Sunday. Like, you know, 
Most a lot of people don't work on Sundays. Start at twelve o'clock. We got the um, three point contest. You know, do whatever they do. The filler that they normally throw in there, horse, whatever. Uh, six o'clock dunk contest. You know, nine o'clock all star game. I yeah, I like that idea. Kind of getting through it. Yeah, one day. So it's like, you know, I've, no one's gonna stay at the arena all day long anyway. The three point contest, no one needs to be there for that. I don't think. It's just the question is going to be, it really depends, just like everything else in the league, on the star players. Yeah. Because if LeBron says, yo, I I don't care, find me. I'm not doing it. Giannis already said he's not. You get get enough guys to to say that, they're not having an all-star game. Yeah. Because, you know, what are they going to, if they really try to force it and, like, have subs for these guys that aren't playing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's just going to look bad. That would be funny, though. <laughs> yeah, but it wouldn't look good. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I know. I, know. I don't yeah. know, man. It's just so many factors that just make me think that it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I don't really see a scenario where it works well. The one thing that sucks, though, and this is something that the fans always lose on, is the... The players age every year. So, like, right. how many more times are you going to see LeBron be able to compete in all-star games? Now, he may play, but how many more is he going to be competing? Yeah, I mean, after last year where he turned it up. Yeah, I mean, it's LeBron. I shouldn't have used LeBron as an example, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it's So, it's like these guys, they lose a year from these guys their favorite guys how many there's guys who would compete in a dunk contest that you know your knees go every year a hey little bit. hey look at look at blake griffin right it's a hey, athleticism is is fleeting yeah so it's like this is one they get one shot every year to see these guys do this so i i understand from a fan, I I understand why I would be upset about not having the All Star game, not being able to see the dunk contest. But yeah, I I get it as the players. But the thing is, if they're being safe, I don't see what the point of them not doing it is. As long as it's like as safe as the games, legit safe. Mm-hmm. I don't see enough reason to not do it as a player. I'll give you that. Yeah. Because we do it every other year, just because this year's a little, uh, you know, just because we had a little less rest this year. I mean, you know, I don't yeah, know. The game, the game is not, like, even All-Star Weekend as a whole used to be considered a break. Yeah. Even if the guys are playing in the All-Star game, it's still a break for them. It, exactly. They don't play, I was about to say, they don't play hard. They don't even play the full game. LeBron plays like 15 minutes of the All-Star game sometimes. You know, he picks and chooses, but, you know, let some of the guys who would be first-time All-Stars, Jalen Brown, let him play 35 minutes of the All-Star game. Right. Booker. Or, um, you know, this would be Donovan's second year, I think, but some of these guys could get some more reps if LeBron and Giannis don't want to play that much. 
There's gonna be some guys getting their first runs. Julius Randle might sneak in there. Let him get, you know, a long time on the court. All star game. Trey, these young guys. I don't see anything wrong with that. Them showing up to just to the social event. But yeah, because I I think they're still gonna have the problem with the guys who don't whether they have an all star weekend or not. Yeah. If they have any time off, they're gonna have the problem of guys traveling. Yeah, they are. I mean, they've been cooped up all year. They're expected to, like, not do anything. Right. So, I, they're just going to have to, like, brace themselves, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, give me something you've noticed lately in the league. Man, I got I to gotta give some credit to a team I've been trashing for pretty much all of our podcasts. Who's that? I like what I'm seeing from Sacramento. Oh, okay. Finally. I got to watch them twice. Uh, they beat Denver. Yep. Uh, they've the, the I've I was blown away by what I saw from uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He's tough. He looks he not not only does he look way better than I could have imagined. He looks like exactly what they've been missing. Which is what. Which is like a, a a playmaking guard who is who has just the right amount of selfishness and just the right amount of like floor IQ. Mm-hmm. And and it kind of every time I saw him playing, it made the game easier for everybody else. Yeah. And that's one thing. Like I don't know if I've ever seen that in Sacramento. <laughs> ever. Maybe not ever, but, you know, since I've only been watching basketball for about 15 years. Yeah. So I, I didn't see the, the Bibby days, the C-Web days, you oh, know, yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah, I got So you. as far as I've been watching Sacramento, it's always like, it's like this combination of players and there's always expectation for the players. Yeah. But they never really live up to it. Right. Uh, and now with, with this guy, man... Like, you see Fox is, is having a great year. Yep. And it's, a lot of the time, it's because he doesn't have to be a point guard. Yeah. Like, that's just what a bad organization does. They get a star point guard, and they, they say, oh, you got to get everybody involved. Mm-hmm. That's never been De'Aaron Fox's game. No, it's not. And finally, now, he doesn't have the pressure of, like, feeding guys or setting up bigs now he's just aggressive yeah and now you're seeing 30 35 point games like more often and more often from him yeah uh another guy who's thriving off this rookie is harrison barnes yeah he is i mean harrison barnes is looking like the the guy i saw in dallas the 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 guy i saw flashes of in golden state Mm -hmm. he's just like a good nba player yeah uh, same thing with a guy like Buddy Heald. He comes in, gets easy shots. Their bigs get easy opportunities all the time. Yep. Uh, and it it looks really good. Their scoring is so balanced. Too. Yes. For the for the first time, like, and it's consistent. Yes. 17, 16, 23, 13, 12, 13. And then, you know, it goes down to 7, 6, 5, 5, 5. Like... And, and- that many Again, guys contributing on a nightly basis is tough. 
Yeah, it's crazy. And like I, I noticed their record prior to watching them, you know, was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but they've had, you know, good starts to a season before. Yeah. So I didn't really take much away from it. But once I saw them play, and once I saw how much impact the rookie has every time he gets in there, yeah, uh, I've they're finally they're finally a young team that's moving in the right direction. Yeah, and honestly, that's just just off of that alone, I'm happy to see them. Mm-hmm. Because again, they've been stuck in this like purgatory for so long. Yeah, I like you how Whiteside's been playing with them too. I like his role for them. Yes. He's he, coming, block res- shots, be yes, big. Yes, he's playing with energy. He's not, like, soft. He's moving around well. Yeah. Uh, again, I, it was two-game sample size. I'm not saying they're a playoff team. I'm not saying they're, like, a contender in the next couple years. No, no, no. But they finally they finally went in the middle of the draft and, and got a, a key guy. Yep. That's one thing that it seems like they can never do that is find a guy deeper into the draft that can immediately have a big impact. Yeah. And finally they have that, man. I, I think he's, right now to me, he's running away with Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's more about just his impact. And, but his numbers have been great. Yeah, they have. And he's all coming off the bench. Yeah. So it's... I've I've just been super impressed with what I've seen from them. He fell into like the perfect opportunity for him too, in my opinion. I think he's in a good spot. Team re- that really needs someone like him, like you said. I like the Kings, man. Uh, <sighs> what well, I saw the Suns game. Um, mm. was that yesterday? I think. And. Booker is a scoring machine, man. I don't think that's a, you know, that's a surprise to anyone. He can score from anywhere, but yet he's the only one on the team that gets any good shots to me. Like him and Cam Johnson, but it's really just because they throw it to him quick in the corner and he just lets it go and he can hit those. But no one else gets, like, shots that I think they can make Eight out of ten times. Uh, sometimes Aiton is in that ballpark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. But it's it's not consistent. I agree. Yeah, I mean we talked about them last time, but they're good. Their record is good, and they win games. I've seen a lot of teams that win games playing terribly. It's kind of weird. Hey, the defense, the the lack thereof. That might be it. That might be it. I'm watching just, the Rockets. And I like how the competitive the West is. Like everybody in the West, even Minnesota, who's not winning games. Yeah, they're they're still not an easy win. Right. Uh, and and we kind of predicted that coming into the year, and I'm just happy that that's been the sole one of the biggest reasons. It's not the sole reason, but it's one of the biggest reasons why this season. Like I'm having fun watching the season. Yeah. Because it's competitive. Absolutely, all all around. I don't think there really is, there really isn't an easy win at all. I mean, hmm. I, I watch I watch a team that that gives <laughs> out easy wins routinely, but okay. But their record is is 
the same as the Pistons, but they're not an easy win. The Pistons aren't. No, you're right, but it's it's not. The Pistons are different <laughs> because okay. the Pistons have competed in a lot of losses. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> uh, DC DC doesn't they mostly just get torched. Yeah, I got you. And, and and the Detroit, you know, to give them credit, they they look like they're developing as a team. Mhm. I I don't see that in Washington. Gotcha. You know, some of that is injuries. Some of that is awful point guard play. But I've talked about it enough. <laughs> um so let's talk about the Jazz real quick. Twenty and five, they're on a heck of a run. Nine and one in their last ten. Uh, talk about it. What do you think? Conley is what? He's playing great. Okay. There's a lot of things I like about them. Uh, Conley's playing well. Mitchell is a steady star for them. Mm-hmm. Gobert's doing what he got paid to do. Uh, Clarkson is playing great. Clarkson, to me, like Mitchell, I, I know he could do this. Yeah. Clarkson has been spectacular. He has. Because he has single-handedly been like a, a bandage for their depth problems. Yeah, he has. He is their whole bench. Yes. But Niang the, doesn't do anything. Yes. He's Ingles not worth the uh you know, Ingles is a is a good solid player, but he's not he, nobody's worried about him. Ingles moving to the bench was a power move though for Snyder. Thought that was interesting. It was a but, good move, I think. Um but yeah, you're right. And off the bench he, he looks like he does less, but it at the same time it does help them. I'm not sold on them though. Just regular season. Yeah, I'm. I'm seeing a lot of the, the Milwaukee uh, ways where it's you know they're just playing harder than a lot of teams. Yeah, and they know because they've been together for a while, similar to Milwaukee's core. Yeah, they know what it takes to kind of go into playoff mode like instantly. Yeah, and, and you're seeing it. You they know their limitations. They've allowed like, you know, how many how many teams would Niang be allowed like four years to develop on? <laughs> I mean, Niang has been there at least three years. Yeah, he has. How many teams after giving him two years, he wouldn't crack like the rotation? He'd be out of there. Yeah. But this team waited three years for him to become a, a somewhat contributing player. It's definitely more than three. I saw Niang. I went to an Iowa State game when Niang was in college, and it was at least six years ago. So, and he wasn't a freshman. It might be his fourth or fifth year getting it done. I, I I'm just not sold because it's Clarkson like being Lou Williams. Yeah, but the re- the difference is Lou Williams like is single handedly creates offense. Clarkson, Clarkson just just hits tough shit all the time. Yeah, he just gets buckets. Yeah, and I've I've seen enough of sixth men do that. That doesn't get you through the playoffs. Right. 
Or else and, the Clippers would have been champions by now. Right. And, and <laughs> I, But it's more than that. I've seen it with, like, Jamal Crawford on the Hawks. Oh, I was talking about Jamal Crawford on the Clippers. I mean, it's just, I've seen it with a lot of sixth men who are, like, one-man shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, this is just another example of it because, to me, I really don't see a lot of difference in their play style. And the problem is they walk into the playoffs every year and they their issues that are don't seem like that big of a deal in the regular season. Yeah. Just like right now, they're 20 and 5. You don't really see any problems. Right. But they become painfully aware apparent when we get in the playoffs. I agree. And it's to me, I see the same problems. I'm seeing them less. But yep. again, we get in the playoffs you're coaching the Jazz, and I shut down Donovan Mitchell. What do you do? Well. <laughs> there, there's no answer. There's no answer, but. Do you trust You're it? doing a lot by shutting down Donovan Mitchell is all I'm saying. That's No, I'm not saying, like, that's just, I'll just do that easily. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Because there's a chance, like, I'm not saying they can't win a series, maybe even a couple series. Uh-huh. But it's the same limitations that keep them like they every time they're in the playoffs, they don't even look like a contender. Right. And I'm just seeing more of the same. They don't look like a contender to me either. I think they win really big games. And, you know, I think Donovan Donovan is the backup point guard on the team. And he's great at it. He might be top five backup point guards on the team. It, it's weird because he starts at the two, but as soon as Conley goes out and he's the point, he's like as good as any point guard on the on the floor. But you know you can't play Donovan forty minutes every night in the playoffs. You know obviously his heroics. It's just it has to stop somewhere, and uh, they need help. But Donovan to me. What I've seen over this last, not the whole 10 games because he missed a couple games, but a lot of the games he's played in, I've seen what I think is the best shooting guard in the league. He's amazing. And the way that he can can, uh, transform into a guard and get however many assists they need him to get, however many points they need him to get, he's a winner. The thing is, I don't think they have any other winners on the team. I think they have a bunch of guys who play well, you know. And you know, Clarkson is a certified scorer, but when it comes to winning, it's like if that Donovan doesn't, doesn't make the winning yes. play, or Bogdanovich doesn't like, you know, hit a crazy, you know, prayer of a shot, they have a hard time in close games. But they get it done, just because Donovan gets it done. But Will he be able to do that, you know, 16 games in the playoffs? But you see, what what I'm, what makes me really nervous is that he was as great as he could have been in that Denver series. Absolutely. And they blew a lead. Yeah. And, and to me, like, you look at just their last, like, five-year history in the playoffs, it, every team besides the Jazz has done a good job on James Harden. But for some reason, the Jazz, who every year are an elite defensive team, yeah. can't do anything about him. Right. 
just like Jamal Murray emerged playing them. Yeah. They're supposed to be... I The Clippers, you know, obviously, I get that. But the Jazz, again, are supposed to be this elite defensive team. And in the playoffs, the defense isn't as great as it seems. And their offense is more flawed than it seemed all year. But do you, do you put any stock into Royce O'Neal emerging and Bogdanovich being healthy? No? Nah. Because Bogdanovich didn't play at all in the playoffs, right? Nope, he, he sat out the bubble. And and on the flip side, I know Donovan was as good as he could have been, but so was Murray. Murray was probably, you know, it's probably the best four games Murray's ever played in his life. You're right. I, and he I hasn't know, done man. anything like that this season. Well, yeah, Denver's struggled in a lot of ways except Jokic, but I just... I just see a lot of the same things from from Utah. That's all I'm saying. I got you. I, I agree. I, I don't think they've... They haven't changed their roster at all. They haven't um, really changed how they play at all. The only thing is, they did get more depth because Bogdanovich is healthy and Royce O'Neal is becoming a decent starter. Uh, other than that... It's just like... Their depth still looks really bad, but sometimes it looks really bad, and Jordan Clarkson just can't miss. Yeah. And that, to me, in the playoffs, like, Clarkson maybe will get you a game or two. He's not carrying your second unit through the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And Mitchell can't just be, can't just average half the team's points. (laughs) There needs to be more versatility to them than that. I got you. So I, I hope I'm wrong. I I would love to see this team make a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. But I've just I've bought into them in previous years, and they've disappointed me so hard that I, gotcha. I, I can't do it this year. They're a team that I know they need depth, but I don't know what kind of depth they need at all, really. And at this point, I'm I agree. I don't really know. The problem is <laughs> because they have. The two guys that completely shield it. You can't even see what's what they need. Like when their second team is in and Donovan's at the one and Clarkson's at the two and they're just scoring back and forth. I don't know, like, if they got a backup center, he wouldn't get the ball. If they got another point guard, me, he exactly. might not be better than Donovan at point. Exactly. So it's like, what What do they need? And it makes me think like, oh, well, Clarkson's getting bucket after bucket while Niang is out there like just running around. And I'm like, all right, Niang could give him some good minutes. But like, <laughs> he's giving him good minutes doing nothing. And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying he shouldn't get minutes. Like he's proving that he could play. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. But in the playoffs, like when he has to guard a starter for two minutes... What is that going to look like? It's going to be an ugly two minutes. Exactly. The starter's going to have a good two minutes. Yeah, I just, I don't like Bogdanovich. Like, Bogdanovich has to take such tough threes. That's it. I know it's his game. You're right. I was going to say, Jazz definitely, I'm sure the Jazz don't choose that. Because that's just what he does for some reason. But that's like, he's a guy who, he could get you seven threes one night. And then another night, he's like one for fifth or 14 or something like that. Yeah. 
and not having that consistency from your rotation or not knowing what I'm going to get, teams that go into the playoffs like that usually don't. It doesn't go well. Right. All right. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned Milwaukee. Milwaukee can't beat any of the Western teams. I'm, I'm just going to say it right now. I don't care who makes it out the West. If Milwaukee makes it to the East, the West team is is winning. Because every time I see them play a team in the West, they get exposed. I mean, they beat, you know, they, they could beat the Warriors, and that was early. They beat some other, um, I forgot who else in the West they beat this year. I mean, obviously they beat a couple because their record is good. But every time I see them play a Western team, it looks like... <laughs> You know, it looks like a a uh, small conference team playing like a SEC team, or playing an ACC team for the first time, and ha- they haven't you're, played. That I think level. you're getting ahead of yourself for Milwaukee. Dude, the Suns. I mean, they barely the Suns barely beat them, but the Suns were playing like trash, and they the Bucks looked exposed, and Giannis had 50. They still lost. They just looked garbage. It, and, no, don't get me wrong. They're a good team. And I think, I don't think any team in the East can beat them in four games. I mean, in seven games. I really don't. When they're firing on all cylinders. But in the West, it's like, <laughs> for some reason, no one really shows up except Giannis when they play Western teams. Maybe that's Giannis, how he plays. Maybe he does that. Maybe he chooses to... Say, oh, I'm just going to go off tonight. Like, you know how he does. There's no assists or, you know, little assists, but he has 50, 60, 45. And, you know, he goes off taking tough shots. But they look shell-shocked when they play Western teams to me. I mean, I wouldn't take too much uh, away from that. That's probably just like a bad stretch, or they've just caught West teams at a bad like stretch of their schedule. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, you said they could beat. I disagree that they could beat all the East teams. I think they could. The way Philly's playing right now, I think Philly will, will take care of them in five games. Five? Five games. <laughs> That's... Well, let, let me put it this way. Philly might beat them, but the Bucks won't get, like, worked. I think the Bucks will have a, have a chance to win every game. I mean, don't get me wrong. They Yeah, they're they're not, like, trash to get, like, spanked four times. Yeah. Uh, but of all the potential playoff teams in the East, in the final, if the final five minutes are a tie game, I trust the Bucks the least. That's fair. That includes the Hawks. That includes the Nets. That includes the, like the, the teams that are, are barely even playoff teams. <laughs> the Cavs might be the next best team. In the... <laughs> I trust the Cavs to close a playoff game before I trust the Bucks. I don't know, yeah. Sexton will get it done. Yeah, I mean it doesn't sound good when you put it like that, but it's it's more so it's more so again a team that just doesn't learn from its own playstyle flaws. I know, I agree. They they keep thinking like they just have to be better. Like it's not the reason I picked Philly specifically 
is because they have the blueprint to stop Milwaukee. Absolutely. Because Giannis can't dominate the paint with Embiid there. Simmons Simmons is a guy who could defend every good Milwaukee player. Yeah. Uh, and you got high IQ guys who, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I, I trust Tobias Harris and Seth Curry more than any of the role players on Milwaukee. That's fair. And the again, I don't trust Tobias Harris. <laughs> That's what makes me sick. Is this team? This team has all this depth. I watch, you know, I watch Brooklyn with like literally no depth. I know. Uh, they have the depth of like a, a baby pool. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just look at a lot of these like not like the Wizards and, and teams that aren't even playoff teams. And then I see Milwaukee that has all these players that I like, and they put them out there, and it it's, like, bad. Right. It's bad. Like, how do you not have a role for DJ Augustine? How yeah. do you? How is Bobby Portis dominating the boards, but you're limiting his minutes? <laughs> that I will never understand. Bobby Portis looks like the best big man on the team. Dude, and they is, barely use them. I, I need like I, I don't know who to blame at this point. I, I I guess Budenholzer is the best candidate to answer this question. But when are we gonna talk about Brooke Lopez's shot selection? <laughs> when are we gonna talk about it? Dude, my God, I thought Bledsoe was bad enough. They ship finally. They said, "Yo, we can't have our point guard taking awful rush shots." Yeah. But but let's encourage Brook Lopez to shoot anything he wants. Yeah, it's it's bad. Like you, Giannis is still this like force isolations guy, and I'm I get more concerned that he's having high scoring games. But the thing is, he they win like this against the East teams. That's all I'm saying. When They've when they play the West, this years. stuff doesn't work. <laughs> The problem, the problem is they've been winning for years. This is a back-to-back first C team. I know. To me, like I really, I don't give a shit how many games they win or how they win them at this point. Uh huh. Because I've seen enough to know that it's the same problems. Yeah. It's the same problem. Like they, they walk into, they walk into the playoffs, and it's like, it's almost like the Lakers with LeBron and AD taking turns. They think like Middleton and Giannis could just take turns and we'll throw in touches for our role players. Right. Like, no, you, that's not going to work. Pat, Pat fucking Connaughton being your sixth man is not going to work. <laughs> I mean, like, we're putting we're putting a... How tall is he? Like 6'5", six, 6'4"? Six, uh, yeah, probably 6'5". We're putting an athletic random guard who has who's never really had a role in the league who's kind of become like a rebounding machine awkwardly yeah which is a good trait to have for any player but like you're putting out a sixth man who doesn't even know that he's a sixth man (laughs) explain that part people should understand that dude he comes out there your sixth man if he plays the most minutes he needs to often have the most impact of your bench players yes he doesn't have to like i'm not asking him to get 20 pieces every other game right it doesn't have have, to be points right they have enough firepower that they don't need a six like a lou will sixth man or a clarkson sixth man right but they need stability for how they play offense yeah 
and, and Pat Connaughton, he'll be out there for the trash possessions. He'll be out there for the great possessions. Yeah. But he won't make an impact to whether the possessions are trash or great. Right. And there's just everybody on the team is lost. <laughs> Drew yeah. Holiday takes ISO shots like he's the like he's Allen Iverson. I know. Yeah. I just I don't like any of the things I'm seeing from them. Like you said, for like as far as winning basketball. Yeah. And again, six. We've gotten you've you've gotten sixty win seasons twice. Yeah. At a certain point, there has to be an adjustment. Like, yo, we have to change how we play. Maybe that'll cost us a, a couple seeds in the playoffs. But we can't win like this. Mm. And again, you. allowing Greek Freak to isolate only sends him to the free throw line more. Which, uh, you agree with me. I mean, the more free throws he shoots, the worse off they are. Yeah. This this Middleton being super efficient, it drastically stops every every playoff run. <laughs> so, like we know, it, we have a blueprint for what's going to happen, how this team is going to lose. Yeah, I mean, my God, I I could complain about them forever. Like, is is Divincenzo a spot up specialist, a slasher, a defender, or is he just like a all around guy? <laughs> I don't know what he does, man. Exactly. I don't know why he starts. And again, they're one of these teams where we get excited about their off-season pickups. Yeah. And, and they make it look like it's it's difficult to incorporate these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, DJ Augustine can't get off the bench some games. Right. But but we give him Pat Connaughton 25 to 30 every night. I saw Torrey Craig out there for a long time yesterday. Or again, a couple okay. days ago. I don't mind Tory Craig being a rotation guy, but don't waste my time by making him a rotation guy for a week, then he doesn't play for a week. Yeah, man. It's bizarre. I don't I don't understand why they haven't gotten their rotation together. And the only point I was making is somehow they still beat teams in the East playing like that. But right. I don't know why when they go to the West and get spanked, they had I'm like I agree with you. They don't change. Like they lose to the Jazz, I think twice this year. They they lose to Phoenix. They lose to all the um, playoff teams in the West, and they beat the playoff teams in the East and act like, oh, we're good. No, you're not. You can't beat anyone who will come out the West. We see it. the The problem is they're more predictable than all the other potential contenders. Yeah, that's true. And it shouldn't be that way, but, like, th- this is my problem. I complain about Bledsoe for years, and all they did was upgrade the guy who does the things I complained about. Yeah. Because Holiday looks much better doing what Bledsoe does. Yeah. But it's still the same nonsense that Bledsoe was doing. <laughs> that, that's why I was surprised you were so happy for Holiday, because I'm like, they're not even that different. I mean, Holiday just takes less shots. And he's better at getting a shot. Yeah. And he has a better feel for the game, which is he, he definitely sometimes has a better noticeable. IQ. He definitely has a better IQ. But I don't think he's that much better at getting his shot. I think he's, he just won't take some of the shots that Bledsoe would. <laughs> but it's like it's like he has the Bledsoe same idea of, uh, 
of let me just push the ball and rush a shot like we're trying to play down like up and down. Yeah. Why? Like this team the fact that this team only thrives in transition makes me sick. That's a good point because I, and I was going to make this point. This is actually the reason why I brought them up. They're the only team I've ever seen that will <laughs> go down like have a the other team will be on a run. And they'll speed the game up. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen that before. That's what uh, I noticed the other day. Like, Booker came down, hit two jumpers. CP got a nice jumper, and here comes Middleton running 100 miles an hour down the court to shoot a fadeaway in the corner. And then they they miss that. Then Phoenix comes down, scores again. Here comes Divincenzo running 100 miles an hour down the court. I'm like, where are you going? You guys are getting worked. Like, slow the game down. They don't slow it down. And Giannis wasn't even in. It's And like you said, they they don't show Bobby Portis any respect, man. It, <laughs> I told you earlier I thought he was a great pickup, and I was really excited for it. And he's playing exactly what I thought he'd be doing, except... And they're wasting it. They don't care, yeah. I'm like the only one who cares about it for some reason. You, like... Brooke Lopez doesn't want to go to the fucking basket. Like, he's allergic to being near the fucking basket on offense. Right. Bobby Portis is down there cleaning up everybody's <laughs> nonsense. He's snatching the ball out of people's hands. He's knocking people down. Yes. He's playing great D, guarding the center. Because what? Um, Lopez just doesn't guard anybody a lot of times. Like, it's weird. I just think Portis they, is eating. They're only concerned with getting better at their play style. Yeah. Portis probably had a shot to be sixth man of the year this year. Because he probably could have... He averages like 16 and 7. Or 13 and 7 off the bench. Let's give Pat all those minutes. (laughs) At the four. (laughs) Occasionally hit shots or like randomly rebound. Yeah. At the the power forward, 6-5. I just like... Watching this last playoff run, and the reason why the Lakers were so much better is because they had versatility to adapt. Every every playoff series, they adapted to who they were playing. Yeah. In Milwaukee, for the third year in a row, they don't have, like, a way to adapt. Yeah. doesn't matter who you plug in there. It's just the same nonsense. Right. And we, again... We know that could get us 60 wins. <laughs> yep. I, I just, I don't get why why there's no self-awareness in that locker room. I really don't. It's like Giannis still thinks, let me just like, I got to just keep working on my free throws. Dude, it's clear like you, reps of free throws are not making you better, bro. <laughs> yeah, he might as well let free throws go. Like, I... <laughs> And it's like how he's getting free throws. Like, if he got on the block or if he was, like, a full-time inside player, yeah, that would make sense because even if he's missing, he's, imp- like, he's positively impacting their team. Yeah. But he's, like, he's just randomly slashing. You know, he's, he's only getting a lot of free throws if you can't guard his left-to-right spin uh, or his, like, super-long Euro step. Which, to be honest, a lot of guys don't want to deal with in the regular season. Yeah. 
And this guy, a lot of guys don't want to deal with it in the regular season, and he's still picking up like two to three offensive fouls a game. Yeah. On top of the fact that for a guy who was a potential defensive player of the year, he has no defensive IQ. Yeah. I don't like, again, it's the lack of adjustments for me. I agree. Their lack of adjustments is, it's it's wild. I don't get it. Record-wise, they're waking up. They're starting to win games. Yeah, they are. But, again, back for, from back-to-back 60-win teams, I don't give a shit about their record. Yeah. And that's the boat they're in right now. I, I honestly, I don't really see a point to talk about them unless, you know, until we're getting close to the playoffs. Why? They play the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Um, who else you want to mention? You want to talk about Jalen I mean, Brown? I, hey, uh, what is there to say? Just He's just great. He is. In every way. Yeah. Like, forget just being a bucket. He, he is often within the offense. Yeah. Like, the majority of him going off is him just executing plays that they run. Yeah. Uh, and on top of that, he's a beast on defense. And, you know, he's not always a beast, but he's locked in the playing defense every night. Yeah. And, you know, I said before, I think if he could be on a team where his scoring wasn't as necessary, you know, he probably would be better on defense. Probably would have more of a chance to be better on defense, at least. Yeah. And, I, you know, this, this is a bad way to put it because I don't want to trash this guy for no reason. But he's the like the perfected version of Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I've been how long have I been saying that? For, yeah, you're right. It, it, he he really is. I mean, and I don't think that's trashing him. I mean, Jalen Brown's gonna be all star this year. I don't think, uh, you know. You know what it is? I just didn't expect his ball handling to progress the way it did. Yeah. I remember seeing him the first couple years, and every time he like tried complicated dribble moves, it looked really bad. It did. And he clearly, like, he's getting comfortable taking shots that he works on. Yeah. Whereas that was another problem. And I think last year I I remember talking about him and Smart and just their really disgusting shot selection at times. Yep. Jalen Brown is is gotten away from that. Yeah, he he has. Uh, And I just like his, his bag is getting bigger and bigger every game, it seems like. Yeah. They're they're getting more creative with how they feed him the ball. Yeah. Uh, and that's one thing Brad Stevens, to me, has done very well, is he has allowed Brown to maximize all the things he could do. They look for Brown's mismatches now. Yes. And they never did that before. Yes. He'd just and be he in somehow... the corner, and, like, there he is. Right. And now it's like, okay, someone is 6'3", guarding Jalen Brown, take him in the post, turn around. Oh, someone's six nine. You know, a forward is guarding Jalen Brown. He's too slow. Take him from the yes. wing, like, and he does it. He exploits it, it, every mismatch. Yes, and then there's just a lot of so many other positives. I mean, he's another guy who, and there's a lot of guys that are doing this right now. But elite, like, to be an elite scorer, is you have to have a mid range game. Yeah, and you're seeing it from him. He's so much more creative at getting mid range shots. He looks so much more comfortable taking mid-range shots off the dribble. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I mean, he's, he's somehow 
despite the fact that they don't really play off each other, him and Tatum, like, somehow have good chemistry. They're getting it. Their chemistry is getting better because I think Tatum is acquiescing to Jalen's isos. Jalen's yes. isos are just way more efficient than Jason's. Yeah, and, and I think Tatum is... He's a step slow right now, but he's learning this the idea that, like, yo, I don't need to take 10 seconds to get a shot. Right, you know? And he's finally exploiting mismatches, which he never did to me. He would right. take guys, like, you know, he'd have Paul George on him and, like, decide to go at him. Like, that's, he'd, just, he'd just take, like, the same shots no matter who's guarding him. Yeah, and, like, that's the one person you should, on the whole court, you should not be going at. Exactly. And he'd, he'd yeah. go at him, go at Jimmy Butler. Oh, I got Jimmy on an island. I'm about to take him. No. It, and now it's look like, it looks like Jalen um, takes the mismatches. Okay, they got someone who actually can, you know, match up to him now. Okay, let's go to Tatum because that guy isn't guarding Tatum. So now it's a mismatch. I think that's the your turn thing that they never fully grasped. It's like, we just think we're supposed to be your turn, my turn, regardless of who's guarding us. But your turn, my turn game works best when you have mismatches. That's the point. And they do a yeah. great job now. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about like Boston as a whole. But the one downside I'm noticing with those two guys emerging, yeah, uh, and I don't know if they lied to us or maybe he's just regressing, but Kemba doesn't look right. Yeah, something something's way off, man. I don't know because he's still shifty though. Like that's what I don't get. Like he still is impossible to contain when he has space to operate. Yeah, and he, maybe he's just in a slump. To be honest, he's getting shots he normally hits. Yes, Easy that's, that's what. I'm, that's why I don't know like how much of an issue it is. Yeah, because he's not playing bad. He's really just shooting bad. Yeah. And the thing is, that's what he does. You know, scoring is his thing, so it makes it seem like he's playing bad. But there is a big difference between playing yes. bad and shooting bad, or getting locked up and shooting bad. He's not getting locked up, just missing but, shots. Right, but the thing is, like, you know, him missing shots in the playoffs is going to kill this team. It is. It did in the right. Miami series. Right. And, and, you know, he he's, I don't really, he, he gives effort defensively, and he, he just kind of, like, guys just make shots because of his size. Yeah. Uh, but, again, if he's going to play starter minutes, he can't be going. He can't be having these games where like he can only get one bucket or two buckets, right. and he's just missing easy shit all game. Yeah, not with not with the depth that they have now. Right. Definitely not. Yeah, because and we're noticing them struggling uh, without Smart there, obviously. Which yeah. it's, anybody who's watched Boston, you should know that without Marcus Smart, this team is not as good. Right. Yeah, Kimba shooting bad. And bringing Pritchard in for him is just, it does nothing to help you in the game. Like, you don't bring Pritchard in and think, all right, you know, Kimba's having a rough one, so we need you to go out there and do what? Just pass? So. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe I would like to see him not get, I don't know about getting inside, but maybe getting a little closer to the basket, a little bit more of a mid-range game. He's been missing those too. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm trying to think like if if there's anything specific I'm seeing, but again, he's still just as shifty. 
Kimba, when he missed that one against the Lakers, I was like, like the, all right, the something's pound right. one, yeah. I mean, that was the that was an easy one. A, bun- a mid range bunny. And Kimba's clutch. Yeah. Like, there's no, there's no way. Like, it was one of those. Like, I was standing. I wasn't, but I'm saying it's one of those. You stand up, you like, that's good, game over. And like, he. he I just told you. It. I told you as soon as it happened, I'm like, yo, the Lakers like won, but this is a loss. Absolutely. Yeah, because that that would have been it. Yep. Yeah, man, I, 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 I still like what I'm seeing from them, but Roy's going to go back to they don't have the depth to compete. They really don't. No. Especially in, in, since I, I haven't really seen Teague on the court, like, since the first 10 games. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I don't know what he's doing wrong. I liked what I saw from him. Uh, but maybe, maybe he's doing some of that shit I used to notice more, like the, the, the Rondo defense. Uh, the kind of random, like I could fly at times, but for some reason I prefer to dribble around and not look to shoot it. Yeah. Uh, Like that shit from him always made me sick. Yeah. You know, early I didn't see that though. Like you said, I saw everything, everything I saw, I liked. I thought he was strapping on defense. I mean, to the best of his ability. Yeah, I thought he was. I, I, I agree. Hitting good threes and being um, a threat to drive, you know, wasn't I, forcing anything. No, no. I don't know. They they look like it's almost like in their eyes, Pritchard is playing way better than he actually has been playing. <laughs> yeah, because he's been good. Don't get me wrong; he should be playing. But you know, they're like approaching to him being like a sixth man kind of guy for them. You know, also Brad does this weird thing, man. He doesn't play like <laughs> he uses games as like workouts or something. Like yeah. the televised games, we never see um, Taco Fog in the game or Carson Edwards or Carson Edwards or um, Waters, Tremont Waters. But I've seen games that were not televised where they came in and were eating all Dude, three I of just... them. I just checked the box score not long ago, and uh, Carson Edwards had 16. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I can't believe I missed it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't I don't get what... And, like, I checked the box score one time. No, I checked the highlights, and Taco was, like, dunking on people. Oh, he had, like, man. five blocks in eight minutes. It was, like, something crazy. I'm like, this dude, why doesn't he play? So I... <laughs> It's kind of strange that he does that. So maybe he's just goofing around. He's like, "All right, we we got the seed we want. So like, we're gonna just um, test the guys out and just see what we got." I don't know what he's doing, man. It's kind of weird, though. I don't know. I trust Boston with like not, Boston's one of those teams who often doesn't look good in the regular season. Yeah, uh, and they kind of find their groove at a random time. Yeah. And one other thing I like about Boston is you can't ever predict who's going to expose their lack of depth. <laughs> That's true. It, it's always like like Miami like emerged against their lack of depth. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm just curious to whether it'll be like Philly or maybe Milwaukee will, will prove me wrong. Maybe yeah. Brooklyn will just, you know, overpower them with the firepower. Yeah, because as soon as one of them is out, somebody's going to get buckets 
<laughs> They're going to yeah, be outscored Brooklyn. as soon as Jalen or Jason comes out. But they'll be outscoring too because, you know, Brooklyn can't guard a right. literal, like, cone. <laughs> Pritchard might have a good game that game. Everybody has a good game against... Yo, have you heard of Sadiq Bey? Because I hadn't. <laughs> the the rookie from Villanova, right? Uh, I believe so. <laughs> everybody's talking about everybody's yeah yeah yeah. Everybody's talking about Grant tying his career high. Uh, well, Grant had like fifteen in the first quarter, right? So if he was actually a, a superstar, he'd probably have fifty. Yeah. Uh, but Sadiq Bay gave him like sixteen or eighteen in the fourth quarter. <laughs> a rookie. A rookie. <laughs> who who literally I hadn't seen him get a double digit game. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure if he's had one. Dude, Brooklyn Brooklyn on one end of the floor. Matter of fact, they're just code red, period. No, relax. Durant was there. Me? They were playing just like this when Durant was there. <laughs> I know, but I mean they would have you don't think they would have won with Durant? I mean, they I'm probably, not saying they for probably sure, would have. But... Don't get me wrong. They're not like, they're not. Their code red isn't like. Uh, they're not making the playoffs. I know, yeah. But their code, they're not coming out the second round playing like this. That's fair. I mean, I just Pumley almost had a triple so double. Bad. Dude, fourteen, twelve, and seven. <laughs> dude, wait, wait, like, okay, I don't even know where to start with their defense. But I'll talk about offense real quick because everybody's hyping it up and. For for honestly, I I think no reason. Hold on, wait a second. Delon Wright gave Kyrie twenty two and nine. <laughs> Is that a season high, bro? Oh, no, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin had four post ups that started at the three point line, and he got. Post layups from the three point line, he just took them all the way he inside. He backed down four to five times and got post, not like a you know like a spin off one two layup. On who? Jeff Green? Je- James Harden three times, and uh. I believe Jeff Green once. <laughs> I-, I thought James Harden was a strong post defender. That's what everybody tells me. I hate people saying James Harden's an improved defender. Defense is not like that much of skill to for you to like improve like someone like Harden to improve. Like Jalen Brown can improve his defense. It's really just about playing defense. Like it's, it's just making an effort to not let guys score. That's really it. Like there's no it's not skill that you go in the gym and say I'm gonna go work on my defense. You don't and you Brooklyn, can't do that. That's why it's so special. Brooklyn just doesn't have that, dude. They right. just don't. Like uh, first of all, we're relying on DeAndre Jordan to be a shot blocker. Yo, what are we talking? DeAndre Jordan been washed for like three years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we're relying on him to protect the paint. Harden had five blocks. Dude, he had five blocks, and it looked like he was getting cooked. Imagine that. Yeah, and, and guys, dude. Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, uh, Delon Wright, literally everybody on the roster that at at one point was in the corner waiting for a three pointer, yeah, got a backdoor cut and was forgotten and got a wide open dunk. 
They didn't even go that deep into their roster. Dude, it was so atrocious. Like, Sadiq Bey got 12 points. Let's close out without a hand up. <laughs> and then and then after he gets a bunch of threes, let's let's forget about him so he can backdoor cut. <laughs> I mean, my god, and and they do that thing that trash defensive teams do every time they get scored on, they're like looking around to blame everybody. <laughs> yeah, they got get the ball out the net and it's like looking what asking each other what happened. Yeah, yeah, like like Jeff Green will get beat back door, and I've watched Jeff Green for about a decade get beat on you know just pl- trying to play defense. Yeah, but then Kyrie gets beat on back door. Nobody says nothing. Mm-hmm. James Harden three possessions gets back down from the three point line to get to give up a post layup. One of them was a soft ass and one. Mm-hmm. For for a guy again for Blake who was playing like who's been playing like trash all year. Yeah. And then you know what DeAndre Jordan decides to do? Oh, Blake Griffin's posting up and getting layups, so I'm not going to close out on his three-pointers. And Blake hit a three, too? DeAndre, that's all Blake has been shooting. <laughs> yeah. He hit a three because DeAndre Jordan, like, disrespected him. <laughs> Dude, this this Detroit game, like, I, I've, I didn't want to focus on defense but somehow they looked worse than even I thought originally. That's crazy. That's tough. And Kyrie, t- and you know, Kyrie being the the just incredible leader that he is, mm-hmm. it's every it's everything's fault but his. Well, Kyrie, your matchup eats every game. <laughs> Do you want to talk about everything the league has against them? <laughs> yeah, we can get into that, bro. Durant missed one game, and it was the against the worst team in the league. And you're talking about the league has it out for you? They helped you. They said, "Oh, like let's say let's say the league did like let's say it was a conspiracy and the league like really kept Durant out just to keep Durant out, right? Why would they do it against the worst team in the league?" The, the Pistons, we didn't take them. We didn't have you uh, play without them against the Lakers. The Pistons, and you come out talking about the oh, man. This guy, dude. This guy's bitching about the refs. Harry, what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. What are you talking about? Ask Trey Young if the refs are doing a good job. Ask Ask Luka Doncic if the refs are doing a good job. Ask ask my boy Paul George, who's got a lot to say about the refs too, if they're doing a good job. Yeah. I mean these guys these guys make me sick with the like like I, I look around I'm smart enough to blame everything, but I we can't talk about how I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, <laughs> I didn't want I tried to pay attention to how Brooklyn is scoring in this Detroit game. Yeah. And and not only is their depth trash just because they don't have talented players in their rotation as much Uh they have have erased every role player's game oh yeah I'm sure and it's it's no longer like one thing I liked about Joe Harris is he was a three point specialist that if you didn't respect the rest of his game he would give you buckets (laughs) what is he now 
He's a three-point specialist. He's not allowed to put it on the floor. He's he's either he's he's become the like you better fucking shoot it when I pass it to you guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, dude, Joe Harris was getting thirty-point games. Yeah. Now, now he's just he's got to chuck whatever pass they give him, or he's got to throw it right back. I see. Um, Tyler Johnson had eight points in two minutes, <laughs> and he's he probably won't play the next four games. <laughs> this is we're really getting a look at. Uh, they're they're finally they're finally looking like a a, a team that's coached by a first year head coach. But you know what? That else? is you know no prior even, experience. You know what's even worse than that? It shows me that Nash hasn't been watching basketball. Like, not only has he not played, I mean, not coached or played, but he hasn't even been watching. Tyler Johnson had eight points in two minutes. And, like I said, he probably won't play the next six games. He hasn't played the rest of the season. And, like you said, the fact that he lets these guys just ruin the other guys' games tells me he doesn't watch. Because, like you said... We've been watching Joe Harris do, like, all of a sudden have a complete game. Like, he can do everything now, it seems like, offensively. Yes. And, you know, for Nash, Nash probably never knew that. And he probably came on the team and was like, oh, yeah, I, I know you're the guy who won the three-point contest, right? Perfect. That's, that's what that's what he's playing like. That's what we're going to use him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, but that's what I'm saying. He looks like a coach that doesn't know... Like has never seen the guys on his team play before, you know. So- I'm I'm telling you now. We talk about like Boston needing a big. Uh, there's other teams I think need to upgrade their bigs. Maybe Dallas, other than KP. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, if Brooklyn doesn't pick up a, a defensive big man, dude, I'd go out and get a wash defense. Go get Tyson Chandler. <laughs> At least Tyson Chandler will come out there and use his goddamn fouls. Larry Sanders. <laughs> Absolutely, Larry Sanders, get him off the couch. You got plenty of time to get him in shape. He's not going to be involved in the offense anyway, right? It's just, dude, I don't understand. They got these three st- like superstar players, and it's like we have to be great only through our three superstar players. Yeah. Why? Again, I hate to say this every time. Why? Why did it look like? Jared Allen was your MVP. <laughs> Why does it look like you're missing Spencer Dinwiddie's IQ? Yeah. And and you 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 got Durant, Harden and Kyrie Irving and I I crave Karis LeVert's presence. <laughs> yeah. Like it just it's not adding up to me. Like 1 plus 1 does not equal 2 in this Brooklyn equation. Right. And it's it's getting worse. Like Similar to Milwaukee, you got to forget about them winning games. Obviously, they're gonna win games. Yeah, but when you're letting, you're like, you're not guarding like seventh and eighth guys off the rotation on the worst team in the league. When every point guard has an all-star performance, when every decent or great player gets career highs against you. Yeah. Like every up-and-coming player has had one of their breakout games against Brooklyn. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, there's just like a, there's got to be an effort to want to play on that end. Yeah. 
you bitching at Jeff Green, but you you not defending anybody. Why should Jeff Green defend anybody? Mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan is letting Mason Plumley do whatever he wants, but y'all y'all aren't even making an effort to guard Blake Griffin, who's averaging twelve points a game. Yep. It's bad, man. It's bad, and and for Kyrie to say that like they're dealing with all this shit. Kyrie, you're trash, bro. <laughs> if if you're so great, carry the damn team. Stop complaining. Yeah. It- All he could do is get highlight buckets. He can't he can't be bothered to involve his fucking teammates. That's that's James Harden's job now. Right. This guy. This guy has one assignment, get buckets, and he wants to talk about, "Oh man, everything is against us." What was the other shit he said? I think he, he said other stuff. <laughs> I tried not to read it, man, honestly. I mean, so I read bad, it, man. but then I was like, all right, that's enough. I can't take it. I can't take too much of it, man. This team, I'm, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if if they get spanked in the first round. We're, we're the team that is literally battling against so many odds that at this point, not even a reason to continue to comment on it. Not a reason to comment, but he still commented on it. <laughs> exactly. This guy. Yo, I honestly, man, after that Detroit game, I'd find DeAndre Jordan. For what? For, for like, for being a lazy bum. <laughs> the, you know, like I said about Nash not watching games, you know, they picked up Noah Vonley. Good pickup for what they needed. And no, Novonly last time out, twelve and eight, solid. <laughs> He's played a total of two minutes since they've had him, and they let the other big guys go out there and play bad, and don't. It's just, it's just weird that Nash has guys that he just he gives no credit for being exactly what he's missing. Like I feel like Tyler Johnson is exactly what they're missing sometimes, but you know. We see what happens. Dude, Sham dude, it. Of all the players, like I, I thought it, it should be pretty easy. Like Shumper was a good pickup. Yeah. I thought like there's so many bigs that could fit what they need. Dude, Noah Vonley is not one of is what they need. I, I think he helps with what they're missing. He's not gonna don't get me wrong, he's not oh, we got Noah Vonley, we're complete. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying if they're they're missing rebounds and uh, inside presence, and they get someone that gets rebounds and has an inside presence, and they just don't use them. What sense is it? Why'd they get them? I'm just. My point is, why would you get someone and not use them? That's all I'm saying. I, I I don't get what the like. A lot of teams, even the teams that I'm I'm starting to lose faith in Milwaukee, I see a path for overcoming their problems. Yeah. I, I just don't see it with Brooklyn. You think that they just truly just have to just have to outscore teams to win? Absolutely. Do you think the Bucks play defense? I think it's overrated, but they do play it. Okay. I I struggle with that when I watch because I see that to me last season, especially, you know, the game plan was just let's just outscore everybody. Until we have to hit free throws. And then, you know, this year, I don't see that much difference. But, like, I, I see that they're playing a little bit better. 
But I still think they're just outscoring people. They're just You're outscoring them. The Bucks, huh? Yeah. You talking about the Bucks? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like at least the Bucks aren't letting everyone on the other team eat. Oh yeah, no, 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 they're not. I'm not comparing them to the um, Nets. I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of teams now who just in the East specifically yeah, just outscore people. I think Boston may end up having the same issue. Well, Boston, I see great defense from Boston. I see the potential for it. I'm not. No, no, no. I disagree. I, I, I've seen it. I saw it last year. I, I even saw it in stretches against Miami. No, no, no. I saw it last year for sure. And I, I've seen it this year as well. I haven't, I haven't seen it enough this year. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm not focused on it, but, um, <laughs> and also maybe it's the depth too. Maybe when I don't see Smart out there, it looks different. They have to play a different kind of defense. And when Smart gets back, you know, I'll be able to I can't, really focus. I'm going to be honest. I can't wait for the Eastern Conference playoffs. Oh, me too. Because I think all the teams are... The fact that, like, we're, we're at a point right now where I'm most confident in Philly of all teams. Yeah. If, if you had asked me two months ago, three months ago... And that Philly would be the team, I would have laughed at you. Are you confident in Doc? <sighs> Man, that's tough. Who's the best coach in the East? Oh, dude, you didn't ask me that just now. Oh, dude, you asked me like the like the bonus question that that gives like a super good bonus, but it's like impossible <laughs> to answer. Yeah. <sighs> Man, it's just like all my all my go tos are selling me right now. Yeah, Spolstra is selling me. Yeah. McNurse is selling me. <sighs> Who's coaching Indiana right now? The I, they got a new coach, right? Uh, some assistant from Toronto, I think. I think so. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Escapes me off the top of my head. But I like, uh, I, I just like their structure. It pisses me. Every time I catch them, they get blown the fuck out. <laughs> which kind of irritates me, I'm yeah. going to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but they're, every time I check their, their wins, they their balance is really good. And they play to a lot of their guys' strengths. Nick Bjorkgren. Bjorkgren. I don't know how to say I'll his last name. The Nick. We'll stick with Nick. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Nate. Nate. Oh, Nate. Okay. Yeah, Nate Bjorkgren. You know, uh, I watched the, the... Did you see the play where Alonzo, like, went vertical and stopped Miles Turner from scoring? No. Lonzo I... Ball. Lonzo Ball, by the way. <laughs> I knew who you meant. No, I didn't. I missed that. <laughs> I'll see if I can find the clip. But as soon as I saw that, I, I wanted to, like, fight Miles Turner. Lonzo Ball blocked a dunk? No, no, no. He, oh. like, he didn't block him. But Miles Turner, for some reason, went 1-2 and, like, already made his mind to go for a layup. That's problem number one. Uh-huh. And, like, Lonzo Ball just jumped vertically like a like an elite big man and stopped him from scoring. <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to f- fight Miles Turner right there. Yeah, I get that. Uh, but they, dude, Sabonis. I love, I love how they like Sabonis is clearly a limited big man. Yeah. 
but they the way they play is very designed for him to like play to his strengths. Yeah. Uh, and I just you know their rotation they've always gotten a lot out of their rotation. They're getting the best out of their rotation that I've seen this year. Yeah, you know I don't think they're like a legit threat in the East. Yeah. But the the one reason I'm excited is because again the other teams are so flawed. Yeah. So flawed that I wouldn't be surprised if this team clicks. You know, they don't have to worry about like whether Oladipo is the guy or not anymore. And Levert isn't even back yet. And if they get Levert this year, which is probably doubtful, uh, but next year I'm 100% going to be on the lookout for this team. What about, um, is Warren coming back, coming back this year? Yeah, he his injury was like a month or two. I don't think it's all year. Okay, okay. Some with his foot, I want to say. Yeah, stress factor, I think. Oh, oh, that that might be a little minute. Yeah. Let me check. Let me check. Make sure. Yeah, stress fracture on left foot. But they're like again, you know, all these contenders that we don't, we kind of question what they do with their depth. Yeah. Like in Indiana is the blueprint. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's a number of teams. The OKC is a blueprint. Well, let me ask you, do you think the teams that don't have, you know, go-to guys exercise their depth better because they don't have to, you know, because it's just a even distribution of shots? But that's the thing. I, like, Indiana has go-to guys. Who? Sabonis? Uh, Sabonis and Brogdon. Huh. Brogdon, like, yeah, Brogdon's not, like, you know, any of the star player go-tos. But they're they're both... They're both uh, system players. No, I was gonna say they're both really willing passers. Like they're, I don't think I wouldn't consider either of them shot first players. If that makes sense. But but they when they struggle they feed them like they're shot first players. Yeah, no, I, that's true. Yeah, they're definitely if we need a shot they go to them. But they're not a team. Neither of them will go for like twenty five shots. And no, you're no right. one else have, you know, But that, like, game. I want that out of all star players. Oh, okay, I got you. The fact, I don't like that, <clears throat> I don't like that I get, like, Brogdon, to me, doesn't ever show me that he's an elite passer, yet he routinely gets seven to ten assists. Yeah. Or let's just say five to ten assists. Mm-hmm. But, like, like, some of these guys who get all this attention, they can't get assists. Give me a name. Uh, you know, I'm not going to expose Brooklyn. Let's go with, let, forget point guards, or Jamal Murray. Yeah. Like, forget forget Jokic being the primary playmaker. The, the amount of attention that's on you, it doesn't make sense to me why you don't create shots for anybody else. Right. And, and a little bit of that could be coaching in certain situations. But, like, even with De'Aaron Fox, while I agree that he shouldn't be a point guard, him having, like, big scoring games without any assists sometimes mm-hmm. is bizarre. But he, I mean, he averages a good, he averages, like, seven assists. I didn't see it up until this year. Oh, I got you. Or I didn't notice it until this year. I got you, yeah. Yeah. I, I just... Again, it's just more of a knock on the other East teams that I pick the Indies coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Toronto is is waking up. Yeah, 
And we definitely, if they do figure it out and make some kind of playoff run, whether it's like a second-round run or even a tough first-round series, yeah, they deserve so much credit for having to play somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it, it, I'm happy to see that they're getting back to their competitive ways. Because I wonder, I wonder where they, where do they like work out at? Like, where's their facility? I don't know. It's got to be some college court, I would assume. Yeah, probably. USF is in Tampa, so maybe. Interesting though. That's a good point because I I forget that they're there, and I just saw the news that they will be there the full season. Yeah, for the rest of the year. Yeah. 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 And any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no. <laughs> you? Anything? Uh, I want to shout out a guy who <laughs> I thought that game seven last year between uh, OKC and and Houston. I thought Lou Dort was fluke, man. Oh yeah, he's been playing well. And I really, again, I don't expect him to get big scoring games all the time. Yeah. But in a in a in the game now where there's so little defense. Yeah. To see a guy who's so committed to be a two way player. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nice to see. I agree. I agree, and he's hitting some big shots for them. Yeah, and he's he's no longer like a liability. Like he, you gotta contest. Yeah. Or you gotta at least close out. He. You know, no one else is gonna say it, but he strapped LeBron on that last play. Last <laughs> oh night. yeah, I mean strapped the hand in the they're, face. <laughs> dude, they're they're taking a pound of flesh from the Lakers every game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, um, we'll be back next week. Listen, people who listen to us for music, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. You know, I don't know what music you guys are hearing, but, you know, you could DM me if there's albums that we're missing that are worth talking about. We mentioned Dirk, but uh, if there's anything else worth talking about, DM us. I got the at No Clue Podcast Instagram now. Not the No Clue Podcast, just No Clue Podcast now. Um, What's the new guy that just dropped? Uh, Poo Poo Shiesty, am I saying that right? <laughs> yeah, man. For some reason, the way you said it was funny. <laughs> I mean, his name is weird, but yeah, uh, he's been taking. I don't know, on. man. I, I don't know. Like, this is what rap is getting excited about. I didn't hear it. Maybe I'm missing out. I heard it. You're not. Am I? Am I missing out? I mean, I, I think you would like it. It's one of those where you would come in here and just say you have fun listening to it, and that's it. Okay, like that would I'll be the that. end of the discussion. All right, I'll I'll check that out then. Um, I heard this other dude, Marlon Kraft, who had some. He had good bars. I liked it, but you know, it's just it's just weird for us to talk about the stuff that's not big releases. But if there's if there's some worth listening to, we'll talk about it next week if nothing comes out. For sure. And yeah, I'm, if, I'm I'm sitting here waiting, man. I you know. I don't. I guess it's gotta be because Drake was supposed to drop. Predict, um, predict this year's classic. If there, if a classic comes out this year, who releases it? Who will it, it be? Yeah. Man, 
Mm. I'm gonna get wild with it. I'm gonna say ASAP Rocky. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm not mad Since, at that. I I laughed because I was surprised. But I'm not I'm not laughing because you said ASAP Rocky. I'm just laughing because I'm like, okay, that's an interesting pick. Interesting pick. Um, I'm hearing oh. that SZA has something special. Um, you know, I don't. That's know. one of those like it could be a classic, but I'll never recognize it as one. Right. That's how I am it's, with it too. It's not my. I don't really go for that. Uh, I don't know when Kendrick is coming. Yeah, there's a lot of people that should be on their way, but, you know, we never know anymore. I just, uh, Kendrick, can we get some activity in the industry? Yeah, and music. Like, like, yo, a feature. That's all. I, like, four, I have to wait four years for a feature? <laughs> yeah. Or no, he popped up on uh, Reason's album for, like, a fucking, like, a background noise. <laughs> oh, Thanks, Kendrick. You, you you've been busy, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like, dude. Like, how you go from crediting yourself as the best in the game to after two more projects, you're done. Right. That's that's weak to me, man. I agree. You can't say you're the best in the game and take your ball and go home. Like, you can't come <laughs> to the pickup exactly. game and drop, you know, twenty out of the twenty-five points we we play into, and then take your ball and leave. Like that's not exactly. how it works. Exactly. I, I will say I'm I'm pretty hyped about the Jay Z and, and uh Nipsey song coming out. Yeah, it sounds good. I heard I me mean, I heard uh, a little snippet, but I'm excited for it. The whole um uh Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack looks lit. Yeah. Yeah. That might be I mean, that should be fire. I think that, I think Tyga's coming out this year. I think. See what um, single he's... You're not getting a classic from him, though. We'll get a classic single. Oh, yeah. I think Tiger may be one of the few artists that every single album he has has a hit on it. Like, his greatest hits, if he ever has one, will have something from every album. Like, not a lot of artists can say that. There's some artists where, like, one album that you can't pull anything from and put on a greatest hits. And I'm not talking about, like... I'm not talking about like the top ten artists. I'm talking about in Tyga's tier of artists, like ASAP, like that that area. Yeah. Um. So you know, you know, he's getting a hit, if, even if it sounds just like the last five. That's what he does. But I like the ASAP pick, man. I actually, um, I don't know if I agree, but I wouldn't be surprised. I like that. We'll see. Hopefully. Hopefully it's something good this year. But alright. Until next time. We'll be back. And. uh, Real quick. I want to intro this. The throwback. Lupe's Food and Liquor 2. The Great American Rap Album. Underrated. Criminally underrated. I might add. (laughs) You're right. Criminally, I mean, it's, it has so much, so much fire on here. And I, I try to like, I, I forced a two of my close friends to go back to it. Yeah. And and even going back to it, they were like, yeah, I don't really like. It. I was like, man, I, I'm just hearing it differently than you guys. <laughs> yeah, this, 
Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy to not enjoy this. Even if you don't like Lupe, like, the stuff, even the stuff he says, the people who really appreciate Lupe as a lyricist, I mean, he, it's fire. It's just straight fire. But yeah, this is a strange fruition off of Food and Liquor 2. Then you kill them off with glad Hello evil Ah uh... 